Hello and welcome to the Camping Crew Podcasts with Chris and Aaron. Hi everybody and welcome to episode 124 of the Camping Crew Podcast. I'm Aaron Burchill. And I'm Chris Byrne. Now, we've got to do a disclaimer. Neither of us are at home base. <laughs> I'm actually out on the Barra Peninsula for doing a, a three-day camping, what am I calling it, the West Cork Trilogy set of videos. And uh, I'm in Glengariff at the moment. And what part of the world are you in? I'm in Cork. Right. So if China, there's any Cork. technical issues, we've just cleared ourselves. <laughs> this is meant to be a fun podcast. We're just enthusiasts. And what we discuss on the podcast are just our own personal views. Although we do look into some of the items that you ask us to look into. If you'd like to support the podcast, and if you can afford to, you can buy us a coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash the camping crew. And we want to say a big thank you to David Fox and Liam K this week. Right, let's kick off with some news. We mentioned a couple of weeks back that uh, the Facebook group I'm involved in have been sending out letters for more facilities for motorhomes. And one of the guys got onto the Healy Rays in Kerry and you spotted an article um, all from the Radio Kerry.ie news desk. Yeah, so it was on this, right? Uh, it came up in one of the searches I was doing. I read a little bit of it. it, it it's quite short, but uh, uh, hopefully a sign of good things. So Kerry County Council is to explore the possibility of developing service for camper vans in its bigger car parks. Independent councillor Jackie Healy Ray said he has been contacted a lot this summer with the increase in staycations about the lack of services for camper vans. He said the council could charge for the use of these services. Meanwhile, in a response to the motion um, from Councillor Seamus uh, Cosey Fitzgerald, the council said any person considering developing motorhome or campfire sites should engage in pre-planning discussions. So look, certainly seems to be a bit of talk. Um, certainly carries one of the more popular areas of the country as well. So um, they're sure to, to benefit from e- even more people parking up, you know. Yeah, and of course, it'll take the vans off the street. Of course, we were down for uh, the last week of our holidays down in Dingle and the amount of camper vans. And if there were just, I mean, I honestly do think that campsites will not suffer, that there definitely is enough business for a couple of heirs, be they private or be they county council heirs. There's enough business. We just need more parking spaces. But that is a positive note. At least they're talking about it in the right places and we keep an eye on that story and we keep you guys updated as things hopefully progress. Yeah, I think there's three groups of campers as well. There's people who will always camp on campsites, there's people who will always wild camp, and then there's the people in the middle who will go either depending on where they're going. So, you know, the campsites are not going to lose out and the people who just kind of you know, park up in airs and that will certainly benefit as well. And it, yeah. it has the added benefit of taking them out of normal car car parks as well, which tends to kind of get us a, a bad name yeah. and to anger people. You know, unfortunately, uh, it does, you know. Yeah, yeah. So anything to get us off the roads and into not even supervised, but proper facilities. And then again, not even facilities, just proper safe parking spaces. So we will keep you updated. And of course, if you come across any stories like that, that you'd like us to look into, we'll give you the contact details at the end of the show. And we would love to hear from you. Now, online chatter. The only thing I came across online chatter was a few campsites now taking bookings for summer 2022. I see that Strand Camping said on their website, on Saturday, the 28th of August at around 10 a.m., we will open our website for bookings for summer of 2022 already. That's crazy, isn't it? But look, I suppose a lot of people would have fixed holidays every year. They know exactly when they're going to be away, when they're going to be off and where they want to go. 
So it probably makes sense for those people. I think we're the, the, the kind of family that tend to make a decision the week before where we're going to go, except for our main mm-hmm. holidays when we go down to Kerry, and we'll probably mention that in, in a bit. But, um, you know, I think it, it, it's, it's really good for people who have set holidays that they can relax, be rest assured that they will have a place to camp when their holidays come about. Again, if you hear of any other sites that are opening up their websites or taking bookings for next year, we'll gladly give them a mention on future podcasts. And again, we'll give you details in a couple of minutes. Listeners, messages and shout outs. What have we got? Yeah, we got a message from uh, Michael Ray uh, during the week. He says, I hope you're well, chaps. The last time I mailed you, I was working my way through the podcast, having just found them in early 2021. Glad to report I'm fully up to date now and listening every week. I'm writing this sitting out in Dixfield under a beautiful full moon. I hope you all enjoyed your summer. I have a question for you and the listeners, if you have time on the show. I've decided to fit solar panels to my motorhome over the winter. I've earmarked, earmarked a few other jobs that also need doing, and I'm going to get a professional to do these. So that will blow the budget, leave me no option but to attempt this myself. I'm reasonably handy with stuff like this anyway, so it's worth a try. Like most of us nowadays, my main source of information will be YouTube. And here's my question. There are loads of videos out there, mostly American, detailing how to fit solar. But are there any that the listeners have used and found really good? It would be great to get three or four that I could study and trust. Similar story for the panels themselves. There are hundreds on Amazon and similar sites, but can anyone out there say, yes, I got these and they work really well? There's a kit in Charles Camping for 500 euros with a good bit dearer than the other ones out there. But there may be worth spending that bit extra to get them from a reputable company. Any advice would be very welcome. I also plan on adding an extra ledger battery to keep up the good work. So I suppose there's a couple of questions I'm seeing in there. Mm. Are. The first one is, can anyone recommend some of the YouTube videos which show them how to to wear it up and fit it and, and seal it to the van. Then he's asking about the equipment, what's the best panels to get and the, the best kit to get and, and how to do it, you know? I would suggest on the YouTube, a guy speaking plain English, he's in the UK, is Greg is, oh, Virgo. No, Greg Virgo. I'm going to have to check that up. Just Google Virgo. He has built a van and he really does it step by step in English, in plain, simple English that you can understand. Everything from buying the van right through to driving it away as a motorhome. Uh, I know it's Virgo, but I think it's Greg Virgo. And I'm, I'm actually looking here at the moment and I can't seem to find it. But he is the simplest guy and the fact that it's the UK. Now, Brexit has put a stop to us buying stuff from the UK. You just do your homework. I bought mine from a company in Wexford, but the panels alone were expensive. So it depends on your needs, Michael. It is. It's Greg Virgo. It depends on your needs, Michael, to what you want to run. Definitely do get a second leisure battery. In fact, they suggest that you buy two new batteries and not add a battery, which, again, can put a bit of hole in your budget. So, number one, yes, solar is worth it. Do your homework. But Greg Virgo is, I would say, one of the best easy, plain English speaking videos to watch in layman's terms. Yeah, his channel is called Greg Virgo on YouTube. I have it here and it's V-I-R-G-O-E, 
Greg Virgo. So let's have a look at that one. And there is a particular way to wear those batteries mm -hmm. as well. So they're mm -hmm. draining evenly from both. Is that right? Yes, I think. You know what? I'm not even going to say because if you wire them parallel or if you wire them in series and one drains the first one and then the other one, but you need to go the other way. And again, Greg explains. I've got to be honest, when I was doing the ambulance build, I went through every single video that that guy had, even just to get ideas. But if you go to his playlist, go to solar and he will talk you through the whole thing. And Michael, you said you're pretty handy with the tools. It is something you can do yourself. And I'm sure some of the listeners out there will have watched videos or maybe recorded some videos themselves. So if you pass them on to us, we'd be happy to, to share those on Twitter and that and pass them on, on to Michael as well. So look, Michael, wish you the best of luck. We put solar in there last year and um, uh, the amount of freedom it's given us is, is incredible. So uh, you won't look back. We were mentioning earlier on about some people like campsites, some people like wild camping and some people do a bit of both. I've got to be honest, I'm of the campsite variety. If it wasn't for Charlie and me, I'd never wild camp. However, I'm here in Glengariff and I'm actually not plugged in, Chris. I'm actually on a campsite that has power and I'm not plugged in. We're in the B-Ball, myself and Charlie, and we're running on full solar. Obviously, the weather has been fantastic, but the two leisure batteries are full power and we're running away. And that's not like me. I like to pay the three or four euro extra to be plugged in, but I haven't bothered and I'm really chuffed with myself. We were in Kerry last week, uh, the whole lot of us at the camping crew. Now, the weather wasn't great. We didn't get a whole lot of sunshine. I was watching the, the meter on our solar panels now, and it was it was never quite hitting that 14 um, because mm -hmm. of the cloud cover. I know one of the gang in their van said they would have been struggling if they weren't plugged in for the week as well. But it really depends on how much you're going to use it when you are uh, not plugged in. Michael, we wish you the best of luck. And let us know how you get on, please. And again, if any of our listeners have any advice or tips of where to go please do let us know and we'll pass it on to michael super so um Aaron, you have a campsite review uh, in from romeo yes campsitereview.com it's our sister website there's a free forum there and it always will be and romeo is on to say i stayed here this is all about an air in mayo he said i stayed here for an overnight on black sod peninsula while touring north mayo the owner is trying to develop an air so we thought we'd give him some support there's about 12 hard stands in a beautiful location. Two of them have electrical hookup. No other facilities except one clean port fresh water and wastewater and grey water disposal. The chemical toilet disposal is available at a nearby college. It's a self-check-in. Only two other units here when we stayed in August 2021. An easy booking system, but... At 20 euro a night, including electric hookup, 15 without electric hookup, it's a little bit on the expensive side. There are other free places in the area to park. However, it's great to see someone making the effort to establish a new facility and she deserves support for that. The site has a lot of potential given its location. That is great news to see and well done. Again, we just mentioned airs and there are private people doing it. I stayed in Aries last night on the Bear Peninsula and I see that Coleman there has planning permission in for the retention of his site. And he did say on a recent interview that it's the changing the land from agricultural to recreational can be a bit of a problem. But the best of luck to that person. It's on Black Sod Peninsula. If you're up in North Mayo, try give that person a little bit of support. But yeah, Chris, 20 quid with electric hookup. That's campsite prices. Yeah, it is. Considering when you mentioned the, the 
the previous places just charging kind of a, a tenner and that mm-hmm. you know there's small park ups and that um, what is it i think it's it's 10 down in um cove isn't it yeah 10 in cove did it go up to 15 in bantry or there was a bit of hassle there that it went up and came down and went up um it was 15 where i was last night it's an air however it's an air that has a cafe and a waffle hut so you know you're paying a little bit for that but it is just an air at uh, 20 euro again with electric hookup i didn't bother with the electric hookup last night but yeah that seems to be the way it's going which i wonder chris does it beg the question are campsites that are charging 26 28 going to go the 30 32 well i suppose it'll depend on demand if there's if there's a massive demand for campsites and costs costs will kind of drive mm-hmm. things up if there's less of demand the, the prices will tend to come down but i yeah. think credit to the campsite so far i don't think many have put their prices up this year that i that i'm aware of so i think most of them are keeping their prices static they 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 know that you know everybody is 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 kind of in the same boat and want to kind of get out as cheaply as possible, you know. Well, if you remember myself and Deirdre did the comparison from the um, Camping Ireland book from 2020 to 2021 and there were little or no changes. So it is good news to see. Yeah, we hope that stays the way. But look, um, we will certainly report if there is a a lot of increases uh, into next year. Now, Charlie and me, as I say, we're away. We're in Glengariff on the West Cork Trilogy, which will be coming away three videos on three separate Fridays in a couple of weeks. But this Friday's video at 9am is from our summer holidays of 2021, and it's Clifton Eco Beach in Connemara. It's a revisit because we were there on our holidays last year, but this time we went for four nights. So this Friday youtube.com forward slash Charlie and me, our camping vlog. It's Clifton Eco Beach in Connemara. Yeah, I've heard great things about that spot. Uh, I see some of your photos on Instagram and that as well. It looks like a, an amazing area. So I look forward to that video on Friday. Right, let's go to products, tips and camping hacks. This time you've got a product that you've actually bought and I know you will only review products if you've got hold of them. So tell us about this one. So listeners from uh, a previous podcast would know that we're in the market um, for a new awning. I'm kind of looking potentially at the Van Gogh Hexaway. Um, so we were away for a week in Dingle uh, last week and I wanted something just to have just, you know, for storing tables and chairs in or for sitting out in and that our motorhome would be kind of a, on the smaller size. So um, we were down in Ardmore the week before and I saw a couple of these um, little mini tents, little mini pop-up tents. Um, and I asked a, a couple where they got them down there and they said they, they got them in the range. So there's a range in water, so I popped in before the holidays. And they have this two-person pop-up spectator tent, is the name on it. It says, great for field sports and music events, although I don't think I would be sitting in one of these tents at the side of a football <laughs> match when the kids are playing there, if I'm honest with you. But um, I was watching the, some people use them during the week in Ardmore, and they just look great. Like, you know, they're, they're obviously not made of the toughest material. We call this, our tent, we call it the fishbowl. And the reason being, it's kind of plastic screens on three sides. So it's designed for sitting in, watching some event. Uh, we paid €78 Euros for this little pop-up tent iron. Um, we had six of us sitting in it down in Dingle on one evening when it was particularly chilly. So yeah. you can imagine three chairs lined up along each side. Six of us in this two-person tent, and we were all comfy, chatting, we are having a a glass of wine, a glass of beer, just chatting away. And, um, you know, we kept our chairs in them all week, uh, a few nights, and we had some heavy rain on a few nights. And yeah, um, 
I, I, they were great. I didn't expect to get the week out, if I'm honest with you. The material is a bit flimsy enough, um, so I thought. But um, it, it survived. The only thing is, the one I got doesn't have access uh, for guy ropes for pinning it down. What it has is pockets for waiting down. So you're supposed to put like sandbags in the pockets on three of the corners to weigh it down. But what I did is I brought a set of gazebo weights with me that I had from our, our garden at home. And that night time when I was going to bed, I chucked one or two of the bikes in there to give yeah. that extra bit of stability, you know. But um, it's, it is a very light kind of pop-up style thing. But look, if you're looking for something, a quick fix, something light, something small, doesn't take up a lot of space, um, have a look at these in the range. It's called a two-person spectator pop-up tent. Uh, I thought it was great. We got a, a the week out, I wasn't expecting it. And I've used it a couple of times since as well. If somebody wants a quick, cheap fix, it might help me out. I wouldn't expect them to, to, to get years out of these. But look, if you got a, a couple of months of the summer out of them, um, it would be well worth the 70 euros. I actually sent a photograph from the week that we were down in Dingle of yours to my brother-in-law, Mick, who loves fishing. And he went and bought one and he was fishing the Sunday that we came home. So last Sunday, and he just sent me a photograph of a minute and he thinks it's the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> Because, yeah. like you say, you've got the view on the front and the two side windows, and he was happy out with the fishing rod just lying there in the water, and he was there having his cup of tea, and he was happy out. So even if you're into doing something like that, they're an ideal little thing to have. And they fold away; they they do pop down as quick as they pop up, don't they? Well, nah. yes. There's a caveat. I would recommend to anybody who's going to buy these. There's a couple of videos on YouTube about how to fold them. If you are on a campsite. And haven't watched these videos. I haven't mm-hmm. practiced it before you go. You're going to. Uh, you're, you're going, going to be to a laughing be, stock. You're going <laughs> to entertain the rest of the campsite because there is an act to it, and there is a trick to folding the waist. And there's a bunch of YouTube videos there on how to do it. But I practiced it a few times before I went, just so I could uh, not look silly on the campsites. <laughs> you know, it's all about kind of. Firstly, you, you twist this tent into like what's what they described in yeah. the video as a taco. And then you twist it into a figure of eight and there's another little knack for twisting it again. It's that second twist that's the important one that brings it down to the size that it fits in the bag. Right. Let's move on to the last article and that is Camp Life. What have we got in Camp Life this week? Yeah, I I came across this story today, actually, and uh, it made me kind of smile as well. And I'm sure it's something that uh, uh, affects a number of people. I I actually tweeted the story out as well. So if anyone wants to read themselves, it's, uh, it's on our Twitter. So this is from the Irish Sun. I don't normally tweet things for the Irish Sun, but I, I couldn't resist this one. The title of the article was very intense, pardon the pun. Angry mum divides opinion for saying snorers should be banned from busy campsites after sleepless nights. So uh, a fuming, I read it the, the part of the headline, a fuming mum has divided opinions after claiming people who snore should be banned from busy campsites. The mum made a claim after she was unable to sleep due to fellow loud campers. So I don't think in all the years I'm camping, other than the people in my own motorhome waking me up snoring now, they're always given out to me, by the way, for waking them up for my snoring. So um, I don't think I've uh, I've ever been woken up by anybody else. But maybe that's it's different when you're intense because the, the, the sound travels a, a lot easier. Not necessarily. First of all, the last two nights of us in Dingle, I slept up the front of the van because Mrs. D can snore for Ireland. In fact, I snore myself, but she keeps me awake. We were in Morris Castle two years ago and at about 5 a.m. I just it was a beautiful morning and I decided to take a stroll to the bathroom and I passed a caravan 
and the he and the she in the caravan, I could hear snoring outside. And they, they were in the caravan. But no, it happens. But I've never been kept awake with the exception, as I say, of Mrs. B. I've never had a, a neighbour keep me awake from snoring. One of the tips they gave in the articles, if you know you're a snorer, don't camp near others. Well, that mightn't be always the choice. Sometimes <laughs> you have to go where you're put or, or uh, definitely a, a tip for anyone who goes camping and particularly light sleepers, earplugs. Yes, um, I always have earplugs with me when I go camping. I always bring an eye mask as well when I go tent camping because no matter what type of tent you have, it'll always let in some light. And generally five or six in the morning when that light comes out and the birds come out, yeah. it, it can keep you awake. So we want to know, have you had any snoring experiences? Maybe your neighbours kept you awake. Please do get in touch. And also, if you can help Michael out, although he may have the solar kit sorted out by then, but he still uh, would appreciate any help at all. Of course, we need you to get in touch with us so we can have content on the show. Don't forget, we've got stickers which are available for free for your motorhome, your campervan, your caravan or your car. We just need your name, your address and your postcode. And as I say, if you can get in touch with your messages, your ideas, your camping suggestions, reviews of products or anything you'd like us to discuss on the podcast. And Chris has the contact details for you. Yeah, our webpage is thecampingcrew.ie. On email, we're campingcrewpodcast.gmail.com. You'll find us on Twitter, we're at The Camping Crew. On Instagram, we're at The Camping Crew Podcast. On Facebook, you'll find us in all the good motorhome and camping groups uh, chatting away there. And forum-wise, you will find us at motorhomecrack.com or boars.ie. And of course, we mentioned campsitereview.com. We have the forum there. It's free and always will be. Please feel free, excuse the pun, to log on there, register. And even if you just want to read all the reviews that are there. And then don't forget every Friday morning, 9 a.m., a new video of a campsite review, youtube.com forward slash Charlie and me, our camping vlog from the beautiful, sunny 24 degrees Glengariff uh, near the Barra Peninsula in West Cork. It's Aaron signing off. And don't forget, like so many of you have done, if you see us in sight, call up and say hi. Stay safe. Yeah, absolutely. And look, it's goodbye for myself. And if you're enjoying the podcast, can we ask you to share it on social media and most importantly, to tell your other camping friends about us. Well, that's it for another podcast from The Camping Crew. Thanks for listening and do join us again very soon. Safe camping.